0: Can someone become Taoiseach if they're under criminal investigation? Leo Varadkar is lined up to take the top job again on December 15th, but a Garda investigation file with his name on it is being examined to see if he should face a criminal charge for leaking a government document. Let me explain. Let me explain. With Sean Defoe and News Talk Original. Welcome to the very first edition of Let Me Explain, a new weekly podcast from News Talk with myself, Sean Defoe. Basically, each week we're going to deep dive into one of the big stories on the news agenda to explain in plain English just what's going on and why you should care. New podcasts are going to be available every Thursday morning on NewsTalk.com, on the News Talk app powered by out or wherever it is you get your podcasts. So please do hit the subscribe button, share it far and wide. We're going to have some great episodes coming over the next few weeks. And we're starting today with what could become one of the biggest political scandals of our time. Our main character in this episode is a Taunishta who may be in trouble with the law. On the morning of Halloween 2020, Village Magazine published a story. Emblazoned across its website and in print was the headline, Leo Varadkar, Lawbreaker. The question of whether that headline is correct still hangs over the Tornister and threatens to derail the government. Village magazine was founded in 2004. Journalist Vincent Brown edited and owned Village in the early days before being brought out by environmentalist and barrister Michael Smith. So the editorial style and some of the pictures and twittering can be what some might des- what some might describe as um, a little bit smart arsed. It was Smith's byline on that Leo Varadkar Halloween article. He runs Village from his house on Dublin's Ormond Quay. And Mr. Smith is very open about Village having a very distinct ideology, which is broadly a left-green one. And in some of their promotional videos, he explains it in more detail. We think these views don't get an outing elsewhere. For example, equal distribution of the goods of society, not equal opportunity, which means little. Sustainable development, which means most of our lifestyles are going to be found irresponsible by future generations and an expectation of the very highest standards of behaviour for those in public life, premise on the idea that corruption and policy torpor are not a historical anachronism, but are in fact very real drivers of society today. The Halloween article is a long and a detailed one, containing an interview with a healthcare entrepreneur called Che Bose and a number of screenshots of text conversations, and it alleges that Tornister Leo Varadkar had leaked a confidential document to a friend of his, specifically that he leaked a copy of a draft pay agreement between the state and the Irish medical organisation to a rival GP group, the NAGP. The National Association of General Practitioners was trying to challenge the IMO for members and for influence being the sort of new kid union on the block, but would collapse shortly after these events. The screenshots allegedly show Leo Veradker texting Matthew O'Toole, who was at that time the president of the NAGP, asking for his home address. They then report to show O'Toole posting an image of the IMO contract into a text group called NAGP Inner Sanctum. The document agreed with the rival organisation is clearly stamped, confidential, not for circulation. Village also shows another screenshot from O'Toole to Shea Bose with the same picture of the contract, this time with the caption, Leo always delivers. The whole tone of the Village piece is to say that Matthew O'Toole was really talking up his personal connections to Leo Varadkar and that if Cheybos wanted to get anything done in healthcare in Ireland, he had to have an in with senior Finnegan politicians. In another screenshot, which Village says is between Cheybos and Matthew O'Toole, they're talking about direct provision centres. And O'Toole says Varadkar, and I'm quoting here, couldn't give a f- about refugees. The tone always boasting of the access that he had to senior politicians and to even know their opinion, or claim to know their opinion in this case. Photos of the two socialising also did the rounds on social media, usually accompanied with the hashtag LeoTheLeak. Leo Varadkar's initial reaction was to call the article inaccurate and grossly defamatory. And in a statement that evening, he said he'd be seeking legal advice, particularly around a part of the piece which suggested he'd breached the Official Secrets Act. However, Varadkar didn't deny leaking the document in his statement and explained his reasoning when under
1: questioning in the Dáil that week. I posted a copy of the agreement to Dr. Tool between the 11th and 16th of April 2019, most likely the 15th or 16th. I did so on a confidential basis, believing that publication was imminent anyway. I wanted his opinion on it and hoped that seeing how favorable it was, it would remove or mollify any opposition from that organization. I wanted him to see that there was nothing in the terms of the agreement that was contrary to what was publicly announced. And there was nothing in it worth opposing or agitating against.
0: But he did very much question the relationship with O'Toole as painted by Village Magazine.
1: Uh, in terms of our friendship, yes, we are friends. Um, but there are friends and there are friends. We're not close friends. Um, Matt is the kind, Dr. Toole is the kind of friend that I would meet maybe two or three times a year, probably in, 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 in at, a, at a drinks reception or um, an overlapping social social circle. Um, uh, otherwise, he would have been in touch with me about medical matters, uh, things like Safety Net, for example, the charity that he works for, which is GPs who provide medical care to the homeless and I've had some involvement with that. But we're not best mates or anything like that. I know that's the impression that's trying to be created. Um, perhaps there were more than that. That is not the case at all.
0: Another wrinkle came into the story when Leo Varadkar admitted that he no longer had the text message that Village had published, the one where he asked for Matthew O'Toole's home address. Sinn Féin's Pierce Doherty pursued that line in the Dáil.
1: It's widely reported last night that you told a meeting of your parliamentary party that they should be careful of the friends that they choose and instead of accepting responsibility for your actions you just threw Matthew O'Toole under the bus and then you decided to reverse over him. So answer me this, have you deleted these messages? Have you deleted these communications from your phone? Uh, when I did check my WhatsApp messages it wasn't there. Um, you know I don't, uh, as standard, keep uh, I keep all text messages. I do have a personal email address, so I, any anything on that. Uh, that could constitute a public record I then forward on to my official account. Uh, but I don't, have standard, keep text messages.
0: Now, at first, there was a huge amount of unhappiness in Fianna Fáil and the Greens about all of this. They decided to back him tentatively. But there was a real fear at the time that was there more to come? Was there something else that was going to be revealed? So their support did come with a bit of an asterisk. And after a few days and some uncomfortable questioning for his government partners, it became clear that Varadkar wasn't going to be sacked by his colleagues, and so Sinn Fein tried to do that job for them with a motion of no confidence in the Dáil. That was something the government obviously wasn't thrilled about, particularly backbenchers in Fianna Fáil and the Greens, whose support of Leo Varadkar was lukewarm at best, but he did have the Taoiseach's backing. I proposed a motion at Kyonkorla that Doyle has confidence in the and Minister of Enterprise, Trade and Employment, Leo Varadkar, TD. As I've said repeatedly, it was inappropriate and it should not have happened. When the Tornstein informed me of the issue, he outlined the details of what happened and these details have remained consistent subsequently. He also accepted, but on any issue, that political accountability required that he come before Dallian and answer detailed questions at length. In substance, no one has demonstrated any personal gain from how the document was distributed and public policy was not adversely impacted. The facts of what happened are not in dispute. Leo Varadkar, while he was Taoiseach, leaked confidential government information to his friend. He can offer no credible reason for his actions. His claim that he was acting in the interests of the taxpayer, or that the information was already in the public domain, are threadbare. In the end, Mary Lou MacDonald and the rest of the opposition lost the motion. And quite typically that's where many of these controversies end There might be a bit more huff and bluff in the doll, But there's no higher sanction left for the opposition And the issue usually fades away But not in this case
1: Garda inquiries into Leo Varadkar's leaking
0: of a confidential document Have been upgraded to a full investigation the Tornister has said he doesn't believe criminal charges will be brought against him over the leaking of the draft IMO contract. In March 2021, the Tornister took to the Pat Kenny show after the stepping up of a Garda investigation was announced. Uh,
1: they're investigating it. I'd expect no less. They've taken some statements. Uh, they haven't been in contact with me yet. Um, I have offered to meet them. Uh, I've offered to be interviewed, to make a statement, sworn, under caution, uh, whatever is necessary, because I'm keen to have this matter concluded. Um, but when I do make that statement, Pat, it's going to be much the same as the one that I made in the doll last November, because mm. the facts haven't changed. I shared a document with the then president of the NAGP in a way that was inappropriate. I accounted for it in the doll. I apologized for it. There was a motion of confidence on it, and the doll has confidence in me. I didn't do anything illegal or corrupt or self-interested, there was no personal gain, no personal benefit, did no harm to anyone and conferred no advantage on anyone. And again, just finally for the record, um, because I do see reports to the contrary in some newspaper articles, uh, this was not a cabinet document, it was not a cabinet secret, it was not a budget secret, it was not classified, it wasn't even a contract, it was an agreement about changes to a contract.
0: And then things did sort of fall off a cliff, news-wise. Not much emerged from the actual investigation beyond some of the people who'd been interviewed, like the former Health Minister Simon Harris, and that the tarnisher had given a full statement. And almost a full year later on, at the end of January this year, 2022, Leo Varadkar
1: still had heard nothing back. Um, had hoped and expected that it would be resolved uh, long before now, um, cooperated fully, um, participated in an interview, uh, answered all questions, provided uh, documents and devices. That was all uh, last April, and I've heard um, nothing directly from the Gardaí since then. That was until April 24th. A file has been sent to the DPP by detectives investigating Tóniste Leo Varadkar over the leaking of a confidential government document to his friend, Dr. Matthew O'Toole. It's understood Garthi did not make any recommendations on the matter. A spokesperson for Mr. Varadkar said he's pleased that this matter is now moving on and he's very confident the outcome will be in his favor.
0: Now there's a number of interesting things there. Number one, that the Guardian made no recommendation of whether or not to prosecute Leo Baradkar and that decision is now entirely in the hands of the Director of Public Prosecutions or DPP and that of course is the DPP's role. It has to weigh up whether the evidence in each case it's presented with is strong enough to achieve a successful prosecution. So the DPP will examine the file the Guardian have prepared and weigh up all the evidence and typically there's a high bar for prosecution before going through all the rigmarole and effort and expense of a criminal prosecution the DPP wants to be as sure as possible that it can win a case and the state can't be taking spurious cases all the time and being defeated in the courts It would totally defeat the purpose of the justice system and on its own website the DPP says the judge or jury must be very sure beyond a reasonable doubt that a person is guilty, it's not enough for them just to think that the accused is probably guilty. The DPP also decides what charges, if any, will be brought forward in a particular case. The second thing that was immediately interesting was the statement from the Tornister spokesperson that he's very confident the outcome will be in his favour. Now, there's an element of he would say that, wouldn't he here? But it is important for Varadkar to project confidence that he'll be cleared to ease some of those political nerves in government and in his own party, indeed, about how this is going to go. The third, and I think the really interesting bit about this, is going to be the timing.
1: For being
0: Taoiseach again in doubt as DPP won't be rushed. DPP unlikely to decide whether Taunashe should face criminal charges over leaking a confidential document by the time he's due to take over the top job in December. That was the headline on the Sunday Independent the day after this news broke, with the paper quoting sources saying it could take nine months to reach a decision given the size of the Garda file. And why is that significant? Well, because in less than eight months, the Varadkar is due to become Taoiseach again. This is what the programme for government says in the matter. The leader of Fianna Fáil will hold the office of Antísog from that point until December 15th, 2022, on which date he will offer his resignation to the president and all parties and TD supporting the government will support the nomination of the leader of the Fianna Gael party. This obviously potentially presents a huge political crisis. Those somewhat squeamish members of Fianna Fáil and the Greens might have bitten their tongues for now, but if this isn't resolved before December there will be serious trouble. Effectively, there are three possible outcomes. One, the DPP decides not to prosecute, and while there would still be rumblings from the opposition and longer-term reputational damage for Varadkar, he'd be, effectively, away and clear, at least when it comes to any prosecution. Number two, the DPP decides to prosecute, in which case his position as Taunashta, as Fine Gael leader and as putative Taoiseach, is completely untenable. Effectively, he's politically done for, at least in the short term. A politician under criminal charge couldn't become Taoiseach and Fine Gael would have to hastily find a new leader before December. But there is a third possibility 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 in which we don't know what the DPP is going to do by the time this changeover comes around. And then what do you do? Does the government go along with Viral becoming Taoiseach knowing there's a chance he could soon be charged and risk the entire house coming down? And I want to be clear, nobody I've spoken to in government has a good answer for this at the moment. Michal Martin and Eamon are saying let due process take its course effectively, hoping this resolves itself and doesn't become an actual issue. As soon as the news broke that the DPP had the file, Fine Gael staffers were furiously briefing the press behind the scenes, texting to try to cast doubt on the Sunday independence story timelines. Screenshots were being sent of the DPP's last annual report, which shows that in 2020, 88% of the DPP decisions on whether or not to prosecute were made within three months. 94% of them were made within six months. In other words, the vast, vast majority decided well before Leo Varadkar is due to take over as Taoiseach. But that hasn't stopped the nervousness in government about how this is going to play out. The Garda file took a long time to prepare, and we've no idea how long the DPP will take to make a decision. But the longer that decision takes, the more uncomfortable the questions will get, the more political pressure will ramp up on a coalition that's been living in a pressure cooker anyway since it was formed. Two very final things to say on this. One is that leaks are incredibly common. Leaks happen every single week, whether it's appropriate or not. That's another question, but it is a a fact of political life. Leaks happen all the time. And usually it's done for a few reasons, specifically when you're talking about ministers. So you've got perhaps the politician trying to curry a bit of favour with a journalist. Um, They're sometimes trying to get good news out there before rival politicians you see that with the likes of sports capital grants announcements for example or trying to damage a rival by leaking details of something about them or some policy they have that's going to be controversial and that's why you probably won't see too many journalists condemning what Varadkar did because leaks are the bread and butter of many stories the other thing to note is the the really big contradiction in all this why is it okay for a Taunashta to be investigated by the Garty, but not the Taoiseach the whole political system seems to have decided that someone couldn't, obviously couldn't take the very top job if the Guardie were examining something they did, but it's okay for the number two? Now, look, we know why. He hasn't been charged with anything, and he may not ever be charged, and the leaders weren't going to allow the government to collapse over a maybe, but it is an interesting moral line in the sand to draw. So that's the story, for now at least, with the Leo Leagues Controversy. This has been the first episode of Let Me Explain with me, Sean Defoe, a brand new and original podcast from News Talk. And if you liked what you hear, if you enjoyed this episode, please absolutely shout about it on social media, share the podcast far and wide, hit the subscribe button, text your friends and family, send it by carrier pigeon, whatever you have to do, uh, it would really mean a huge amount for me and for everyone who's put work into this podcast. And my, my thanks to them. We'll be back next Thursday morning with another episode We'll chat to you then.